Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chocolate Hazelnut Podcast. I'm Chocolate. And I'm Hazelnut. And welcome to our show. We look forward to sharing some of our content with, content with you. And as always, like, subscribe, and comment below for more great content. And don't forget to share the videos. His structure needs to be heavy in that crib. Now if he beating your kid, disrespecting your kid, you need to get you need to get out of dodge. You you damn need to put that pistol on him to be honest with you. But outside of that, man, let this man leave. And that's what I see a lot of women don't do that. They want this deadbeat to leave from nowhere. And he not doing nothing but showing up on Christmas with a half ass gift. When I'm feeding your kid day for day, every day, I'm feeding you, I'm feeding myself, I'm taking care of all these bills and all that. Hey, we don't need all that. And that's what's scary, man. Because y'all let this outside party have more power than the man that's taking care of everything. Mm. He, and even if he is a day-for-day day dad, y'all not together. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm day-for-day day with your child. Even if, he, even if he lives across the street, the child is in our household. So my presence needs to say a lot. You know, and that's what a lot of men are scared of. They, my presence ain't going to mean nothing. All right. So hearing that. He said a lot there, so I want to address the part where he said in the very beginning, if he's beating your kids, you put the pistol on them. As a parent, if your child is in danger, you want to protect your child. You want to make sure that you're doing everything that you possibly can to provide a safe haven for them, where they can come talk to you, where they are food secure, they're physically secure, mentally secure, and you're feeding them both on the physical level and the spiritual level. We have to ingrain those values and those morals, but to do that, you have to provide a safe place for them where they feel like they can come to you. Okay. So I will second that. Like as a parent, you know, your primary responsibility is to nurture your child and and teach them how to be a fully functioning, healthy adult mentally, spiritually, financially, all of those things. And when it comes to step parents, and I would say this affects men more so than women as like, you know, as is this point there, because like when you have step fathers come into the picture, a lot of times women are like, you know, that's my child, you can't discipline them, but then they want you to be a father to them and you know take them out do those things with them but if that was your actual biological child more often than not like that woman would not have a problem with you disciplining that child if you are the father so the same should go as a stepfather now to his point about like you know the beating and this and that like i mean whether or not that's a stepfather or a biological father or mother you know depending on the situation if any parent is beating that child your duty is to protect that child Now, with that being said, if you are a parental figure in a child's life, then you should be a parental figure in every sense of the word. Okay. I would agree with that. However, I would say as a man coming into a relationship with someone with children, you guys have to talk about the transfer of authority. Mm -hmm. You need to talk with the parent that you're, especially as a man, you need to talk to the mother and you guys need to have an understanding, but also... The biological father needs to know that, hey, if he's in this house, he's the authority figure here. So it's going to be times when he has to discipline your child. Now, as long as he's not abusing your child, neglecting your child, or doing something to put your child in harm, 
Same thing goes for the biological mother. As long as she's not doing that, the father shouldn't have a problem with it. Now, if he does, that's when he comes to the two adults in the house. You don't express that to the children. Any negative energy should not be directed towards the kids. They shouldn't even see it. You should shelter them as much as possible. You shouldn't have to worry about, oh, when I drop the kids off at the biological mother or father house, you don't have to listen to your stepdad or mother undermining their authority because right. that's not your home that's not your place of authority yes you want to protect your child but now you're putting your child in a place where they have to think and they may be being disrespectful to the other parent mm -hmm. not just the biological parent but the other parent because they're hearing oh I don't have to listen to them you're right. that's not right on any way shape or form and you're setting them up for failure in the future I feel like even if uh, in a case like that sometimes like even if the other parent, whether father or mother, is not directly telling a child, hey, you don't have to listen to them because they're not your parent, like sometimes by actions alone, kids can infer that. So uh, an example of that would be like, hey, at home where they stay with, you know, said custodial, primary custodial parent and step parent, then like, you know, maybe they tell this child, you cannot have a new phone, right? We're not gonna buy you a phone, but then they go over to non-custodial parent and they buy them a phone. It was like, I don't care what they say, here's a phone, right? Now you're undermining what's going on in, in their primary residence. So, I understand what you're saying, but I have a caveat to that. Okay. It is technically undermining, but what if that phone is just falling there at the secondary? I mean, that can be one thing, but, and, and I, I'm fine with that, like, if it's like, when you're here, you can have a phone, but then when you go back over there, you know, do what they say, but I feel like, in, in certain, like, if you can do it that way, I feel like that's establishing, like, you know, these are rules here, those are rules there, right? But then it's just like, if you take that phone, or you give that phone to that child and send that child home with it, and then that child, like the parents take the phone and say, hey, we said no phone. And then they call you and you're like, I bought the phone so they can call and talk to me, this and that. Now you're creating that friction that I was talking about. That's like, that's more of the example I was trying to get to. So I understand your example, but what if that is the primary reason they call, uh, gave them the phone so that they could talk to their child without having to go through the parents in the household? I mean, How do you feel about that? Because you know that goes that happens a lot mm -hmm. because people have animosity and once children hit a certain age, parents tend to, which I don't agree with this, start planning through the child versus directly with each other. It's important to include the child in the plans, but it's also important to include the other parent into what's going on. You don't have to give them every minute detail. What I mean, like hey, you say hey. We have an after-school event you want me to pick up. You should be coordinating with the child. I'm going to pick you up, but you should also be communicating with the other parents so that they know what's going on. So, to that, and this is kind of like the point I'm making when it comes to, like, the parents, like the primary or the biological parents not being in the same household with the child. You know, regardless of step-parent status, you know, for either party, um those two parents should be able to communicate effectively together like on a certain level like even if y'all don't get along with each other per se y'all cannot bring your personal emotional feelings 
into being effective parents for this child. So you really have to kind of take that out. So like you just said, hey, I'm going to pick you up today or I'm going to drop you off, whatever the case is, and you need to coordinate, you and that other parent should be able to talk, hey, what time are you going to be here or we're going to be here for that time, whatever, and y'all coordinate that way, whether that child is 5 years old, 12 years old, 17 years old. So with all that said, how do you feel about the transfer of authority from household to household? Um, actually, let me reword that. Okay. How do you feel about having to coordinate with the step-parent in the household to pick up or schedule something with the kid instead of the biological parent? Do you mean, like, when you say, like, coordinate with the step-parent, are you saying, like, the parent who's living there or the parent who's in the other household? From me. So, say the mom is the primary parent. Okay. She's remarried and she has a husband. Yes. The dad, the biological father, has to communicate with the stepdad to maybe coordinate birthday party, pickup, so on and so forth, the sporting event, because life happens where right. you may not always be able to talk to the biological parent. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, that once the other parent remarries, communication should go through both of them because they are a couple and they're married. Is dating it only is a little bit different. Dating, dating is another issue, and they're living in the same household. That's a great area, okay. Because you still have to respect the other person's feeling, but there's no written to me. There's no written rule for dating versus married. Marriage, I feel like you have to respect them. You should respect them regardless, but you may have to coordinate with them because that's their wife or husband. Girlfriend, boyfriend, if it's a long-term situation where, you know, they've been dating for a few years, yeah, you might want to coordinate with both of them because you want things to be smooth. Okay. I just want to know how you felt about that. I mean, I agree to, agree to that because one thing that I will say is when it comes to parenting the child, everybody, you know, you hear that little thing, it takes a village, that whole thing, but in that village, what the one thing the child needs is like clear concise direction they need um the adults that's around them coordinating with them to be able to you know work together they all need to be cordial all of that stuff so in the case that like you just described like you know the mom is remarried with the step-husband that husband should be able to call the dad and be like hey we're going on vacation or the dad should call the stepdad and be like hey you know, I, I want to take the kid for this weekend, whatever, and it shouldn't be an issue, like, at all. Or, you know, let's say that it, it was a, a, a different way, like, the dad is remarried, and even though he's not the primary parent, they want to take the kid out or whatever, that that wife should be able to call the mom and be like, hey, we want to get the kids, hey, we're going to drop her mom, what have you. It, sh it works both ways. Like, there should really be no no issue when it comes to you know parenting of this child now with all of that being said and i'm gonna speak from the point of the dad in the in a case like that because i feel personally that more men are accepting of like you know like being if they're going to be a stepdad or a step parent whatever that the, the biological dad is there, he's showing up, he calls to check on the kid, comes to get, get the kid, all of that, and the mom coordinates with that dad, right? Mm -hmm. However, when the shoe is on the other foot, now you have the dad who's trying to date, 
and a woman comes in and she's like, well, why are you talking to that mom so much? Why are you doing this? You don't need to call the mom to talk to your kid, this, that, and the third. I feel like more women have an issue with men trying to be dads to their kids when they're not in the household than men have with women doing the exact same thing. And to me, that's just immaturity. It is. I would have to agree it is immaturity. Now, my next question was back to the first one. When it comes to the transfer of authority in the house, mm -hmm. what is your feeling about the discipline of the children by the step-parents? So this one, that's, that's a really good question. Do you believe that they need to be married for a loved one to discipline, or do you I feel like if they're dating in a long-term situation? I feel like when you get to a point where you are serious with that person, like, I mean, first off, I'm going to say that's something that needs to be discussed early on. What are your disciplines, you know, like, what are your thoughts on discipline? What are your thoughts on this, that, and third? Because you guys need to be on the same page. And then you have to talk and agree of, like, when should you be doing that? And I feel like earlier on... So I would like to ask you, when you say talk and agree, is that the party's dating or is that every person involved in their child's life? Well, first we're talking about the transfer of authority. So right now it's, like, the person that you're dating, right? Because whenever, like, let's say... If I'm going to start dating somebody, we've like you know we've been dating maybe three, four, five months before they are really in the, the life of my children, right? And before they're like kind of around anything like that. So then you know it's like okay, let's have a conversation about what does you know discipline look like, or like how do you see yourself interacting with my kids? And I know a lot of people, both men and women, when these are not their biological children. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to leave the, the discipline to that parent, right? Yes. The mom or the dad or whatever. And I get that because, you know, you're new, you're, you're, you're still coming in or whatever. But at a certain point, once you've been there for so long, you should also be somebody who can discipline that child when they mess up or what have you. Because when it is your, ch your child, like let's say that a woman already has a kid. A woman already has a kid, and then she gets with a, a, a guy, they get married, they have three more kids. So are you telling me that he can discipline those three kids they have together, but can't discipline the first child? Yes, that's unfair. You know what I mean? Like that, to me, no. Okay. Alright, so I have another question for you. When it comes to, like, step-parents, right? One... How do you think a parent should interact with a child? Let's say that they've sat down and talked with the other person and then the child is simply rebelling because they're like, you're not my dad, you're not my mom. Like, how, how do you think a parent should handle that? At first, I think the parent that's in the household should speak with that child and say, hey, this is just that parent. You need to show them the same respect you would show. In my case, it would be your mother or myself because they are a representation of our authority. Mm -hmm. If that's not working, then both parents, and even if the other parent is remarried, all need to come together and speak with that child and be on the same page and say, hey, you need to show your stepmother, stepfather respect 
because this is what I expect of you. If you can't, there will be consequences that we have to deal with, whether that's taking away gaming rights, they play sports, you, know, you don't let them participate in sports. So with all that being said, unless you have anything else you'd like to add, we're going to wrap this up. Yep, let's wrap it up. Again, guys, thanks for joining another episode of Chocolate Hazelnut Podcast. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share, and come see us again. All right?